Hey there, Sooners Nation, and welcome to the Locked On Sooners podcast. Coming up on today's show, we've got to talk about what Lincoln Riley had to say to the media in his Tuesday press conference. Also going to hand out some game balls from the Red River Showdown before we get to talking about TCU with our guy Stephen Simcox for the Locked On Horned Frogs podcast in the third segment. All that and more on today's episode of the Locked On Sooners, your team every day. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Sooners Nation, and welcome to the Locked On Sooners podcast. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams, and you can read my work covering the Oklahoma Sooners over at the Sooners Wire at usatoday.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners and on Facebook, Locked On Sooners podcast. And man, we got some things to break down. Lincoln Riley spoke to the media on Tuesday, as he usually does. This is not a surprise, but obviously the biggest question is going to be, what is he going to do at the quarterback position? And in essence, Lincoln Riley said, I'm not going to name a quarterback ahead of TCU, not going to name a starting quarterback, which is not really surprising. I mean, I talked about it on the show. Um, I think with Josh neighbors yesterday uh, with the locked on big 12 crossover that Lincoln Riley is going to hold every, as much information close to him as he possibly can. He's not going to let anything slip away. Little bill Belichick in, in that regard, in that if he doesn't have to give you any information, he's not going to do it. You know, that's his prerogative as the football coach makes things a little bit difficult to cover, but it also makes things difficult for his opponent. But yeah, that's his prerogative. I I fully anticipate it's going to be Caleb Williams. I would be really shocked if it was Spencer Rattler. Now he might just do that just to troll all the media people. And Hey, it would, it would be a pretty impressive troll job if he just threw Spencer Rattler out there for a series and then uh, brought in Caleb Williams. He, the other thing he did mention is that he he's not really fond of the idea of running a two quarterback system. He says it messes with the the rhythm, messes with the kind of the efficiency and the effectiveness of the offense. And I totally get that, especially if you're a play caller and you're having to call two different offenses for two different style of quarterbacks. Now they both can throw the ball, so you could you could kind of have your base game plan where it's a lot of straight handoffs and then throwing the football and then just determine you know, how you're going to run certain things with, with each guy. But for the most part, I mean, you want to have one guy that is going to build continuity and chemistry with the offensive line as they work through communication, working through the the calls and picking up blitzes and things like that. You want to have your guy having good relationships with the wide receivers and chemistry with those guys as well. And, and I think, man, it just, as this week has gone along, as we've continued to reflect on what happened on Saturday, it just seems like the time has come to look to the now, which is Caleb Williams obviously had a fantastic game, not a perfect game by any stretch of the imagination, but the alternative wasn't playing good football. And you could also look to the future because Caleb Williams is your future as well. But I also think he gives you the best chance to win in 2021 are you going to win a, a national championship with Spencer Rattler at quarterback? At this point, through five games and a little more than a quarter of football, I'd have a hard time arguing that Oklahoma could win a national championship with Spencer Rattler at quarterback. Could they do it with, with Caleb Williams? I don't know. But Caleb Williams provided enough on Saturday to make you believe that, hey, anything's possible. 
right? And as a football team, that's what you want. You want to go out there thinking that you got a shot to win every single time you take the field. And Caleb Williams had his mistakes. He had a couple botched snaps, a couple throws that didn't go his way. But I mean, if you're, if you're going to look at a game film or you're going to watch a, a football game and you're going to nitpick every single throw that a quarterback makes, make sure you do that for every quarterback you watch, because every quarterback, whether it's the NFL or college, every quarterback misses throws. Casey Thompson was fantastic on Saturday, but there are several throws that he'd like to have back as well. You go to the NFL, Patrick Mahomes, and that's a two and three football team right now. You don't think that he's got some throws that he'd like back as well. I, the only reason I bring that up is because I saw somebody mention that in, in another, you know, and in, in another instance, just as a reason why we shouldn't be so excited about Caleb Williams. But I'm like, that's baloney, man. Quarterbacks miss throws. It's, it's impossible to expect a quarterback to throw a hundred percent completion percentage. It's unreasonable. Like a good completion percentage, what 70%. You just, so you're still missing three throws out of 10. Sometimes they're going to be bad overthrows. Sometimes they're going to be drops, but it is what it is. But I, I fully anticipate that, you know, Caleb Williams is going to start. I don't think we're going to find that out until he takes the field for that first snap with the offense. It's going to be a mystery for everybody. I'd be surprised if we didn't find that out earlier. Uh, you know, the other thing that Lincoln Riley mentioned in his Tuesday press conference was that uh, Spencer Rattler missed on Monday. Apparently he was excused from the, uh, from practice by the team. Um, and then his dad, you know, OU Daily had a, a good piece on, on what happened in um, the most recent, I guess it was Tuesday's practice where Caleb Williams had most of the first team snaps. They were watching from a building, I guess, within view of the, the practice field and they recorded more first team snaps for Caleb Williams than for Spencer Rattler. And if that doesn't indicate a guy trying to be ramped up by your coaching staff, then I don't know what does. Uh, the other thing is I think, I think Lincoln Riley is kind of holding things back a little bit out of respect for Spencer Rattler. This is a guy he recruited, had been recruiting for a long time, has a strong relationship with him. You know, it's not just a, he's just a player. Like this is a guy that he has a relationship with a relationship with the family. And so he's going to respect that. He's going to honor the relationship, even if he is going to go in another direction, because Lincoln Riley not only has to do what's best for Spencer Rattler by not kind of dragging his name through the mud through this process, but he also has to do, has to do what's right by uh, Oklahoma and the, and the program. And Bob Stoops mentioned that on his, on his uh, visit with 1400, the ref 94, seven, the ref in Norman, where it's like, it's, it's a little bit of everything. The head coach has got to manage all of these different aspects of this decision. And even if it's the right decision for Oklahoma, there's still the relationship aspect with his, his former starting quarterback that he has to, to consider as well. And while it's easy for people like me and for fans to just be like, no, I'll just make the change it's not so simple for Lincoln Riley because it's a guy that he had put, he's put a lot of faith in and, and spent a lot of time with over the last few years, getting him ready to play. And when it doesn't work out, it's disappointing. And um, you, but you still want to maintain that relationship. You know, nobody, nobody wants to go in and fire somebody. It, I mean, I would not want to, nobody wants to go in and say and demote somebody. It's not, it would not be an easy thing to do. Not if, not if it's somebody that you care about or somebody that you've had a strong relationship with. 
And so I think that's part of the other part of why it's taking Lincoln Riley a minute or while he's part of why he's being um, reluctant to, to name a starter. And I think it's just, there's a, there's a whole bevy of facets that go into this. Um, but I, again, like I think, like I said, I think it's going to be Caleb Williams. I would be shocked if it wasn't. Um, and I think a lot of the sporting world would be shocked if it wasn't as well. The last thing that he mentioned, he was asked about uh, Theo Weiss and Jalen Redman and Woody Washington. And he just said he expects that they'll be back sometime this year. Oh man. Perfect. Lincoln Riley never giving us anything, <laughs> but I, they could really use, you know, at least Woody Washington and, and Jalen Redmond. I mean, the defense, it, it stood tall on Saturday and, and I'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that in the next segment, but it rebounded well um, after a terrible first half, but they can really use a Woody Washington and a Jalen Redmond right now, the wide receiver group they're they're making it work without Theo Weiss, but I think his presence um, would be, would be really, really useful. He's just another solid wide receiver who makes plays and, and can help would, would help greatly a young quarterback because he's somebody who gets open and he makes plays after the catch. And he works a lot in that short to intermediate part of the field. That's been a struggle for Oklahoma to be consistent in this year. Uh, but coming up next, let's hand out some game balls. Let's get you ready for TCU and Oklahoma Saturday on ABC at six 30 in our third segment. But first let me talk to you about sweat block. Sweat block is the doctor created doctor recommended antiperspirant that works for seven days per use. And it offers the dry shirt guarantee. It's been featured and tested on the Rachel Ray show by firefighters. And it's been a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years with over 13,000 reviews. It's currently number one on Amazon in the antiperspirant category manufactured right here in the USA. Sweatblock provides you the confidence to wear what you want to wear and not have to worry about excessive sweating. It's stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime, go to bed. The next morning, you wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat. Guaranteed. If you or someone you love is dealing with excessive sweating, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com using promo code locked on. Or you can go to Amazon or CVS. But if you want that 20% off, make sure you go to sweatblock.com and use promo code locked on. And I just want to take the time to thank you so much for making Locked On Sooners your first listen every single day. We are free and available on every platform and coming soon to YouTube. So get ready for that. But let's hand out some game balls. Start with the defensive side of the football because there weren't a lot of like highlights for the defense. It was a rough, it was a rough game. I mean, anytime you give up 38 points in the first half, it's, it's rough. It's tough. And I mean, a lot of that was due to just the speed that Texas has on, on their offense with Xavier worthy, Joshua Moore, uh, the Whittington guy, uh, blanking on the first name, you know, Casey Thompson's really good. Bashawn Robinson's fantastic, but you, know, you got to give a shout out to Nick Bonito. The guy just, he does his thing every single week. He's one of the most consistent players in the country. He's great and he makes plays. And, you know, I, I joked about it a little bit, but I mean, I was halfway serious when I talked with, you know, the locked on big 12 people last week about who is the best, you know, who was going to be the best player on the field for OU Texas. And they were all saying Bajan Robinson and Bajan was fantastic. He had a great game. But I mean, Nick Bonito, he's one of the best players in the country at any position. He's just one of the best players in the country. And it's hard to, to quantify that sometimes because 
know, the only things that show up in the stat book are tackles, tackles for loss, sacks. We can get pressures from pro football focus, things like that. But what he does on a down in and down out basis disrupts the offense in such a way that you can't overstate how important he is to the Oklahoma Sooners defense. You take him off the field and it's a much different team, even with guys like Isaiah Thomas and Perry Winfrey on the field. It's just a different team with Nick Bonito rushing the passer, playing the run. He's just, he's that dude. He is just that dude. He's a great player. So Nick Bonito gets that first game ball for sure. You got to also throw a shout out to Brian Osamoa, you know, on a, on a day when, you know, the Oklahoma Sooners missed 12 tackles, they really had to contend with a guy like Bajon Robinson, you know, Brian Osamoa was steady, was making the tackles that were there for him to make. He was putting pressure on Casey Thompson when he was called the blitz. Uh, and as the leader of a defense, you know, you, you look at the, the performance from the first half and it would have been easy for them to kind of slide into that same level of play in the second half, but they really stepped up. And, you know, some of that credit has to go to Alex Grinch as well and the defensive staff, but you gotta, you gotta look at a guy like Brian Osamoa as a leader of this team and be like, yeah, man, you, you had something to do with this as well. And so you got to give some kudos and some credit to him as well. Uh, Caleb Kelly, dude, for the special teams play. Uh, I, I wrote about it over at Sears wire, but glue guys, man, I love the glue guys on any team. It doesn't matter what sport it is but they're the guys that you cannot win without like any championship team, every single championship team has glue guys, you know, like I, I'm a Dallas Mavericks fan. So for example, you look at the Dallas Mavericks from the 2011 title run, JJ Berea, that's a glue guy. Just a guy that does everything well. You know, he's not your superstar. He's not the elite player, but he's a good player and he does all the right things and he makes all the right plays and he comes up with clutch moments like Caleb Kelly did by stripping the ball away on that, on that kickoff return uh, that allowed them to take their first lead of the game uh, on Kennedy Brooks touchdown. The, the wherewithal to realize that Xavier Worthy was getting slowed up. There were plenty of Sooners there to tackle him. And he just went and snatched the ball away. It brought me back to George Teague when uh, it was Alabama versus Miami. I think it was like the 92. I can't remember what bowl game off the top of my head, but it was that play that, you know, the, the Miami receivers got, you know, he looks like he's got the end zone. He's, he's ready to score touchdown. It's going to be a great play for him. And George Teague just runs up from behind him, just throws his arm up over the ball and just takes the ball away from him and just darts off the other direction. It, it reminded me of that. Now, not, not as kind of dramatic, you know, with, with George Teague, like running behind him and doing it. But I mean, it was that kind of a play where he just snatched the ball from Xavier worthy. Uh, also big, you know, Got to give a shout out to Caleb Kelly as well for what he went and did after the post game, like after the game, like in the post game, he went and found Xavier worthy and made sure to go spend some time encouraging the guy. Cause Xavier worthy is a dude, man. He's going to be a problem for the next couple of years. And he's only going to be here for two more years because he's going to be in the NFL. He's got speed for days and he can make plays at every level of the defense. He is, he was very, it sucked to watch him because he was killing the Sooners. But man, that was such an impressive performance. And if we're going to hand out some game balls to the Texas team, like got to give a game ball to Xavier Worthy because dude was phenomenal, like phenomenal on, on Saturday. Um, he was Texas's X factor. Um, but yeah, it, nobody could stop him. Oklahoma didn't have an answer from the first play of the game to Texas's last touchdown of the game. He just dominated the Sooners in the passing game. Uh, and then let's let's talk about the 
the guy, Caleb Williams. I mean, you got to give him a game ball. Just completely changed the complexion of the football game. He was dynamic. His threat, his running ability that threatened Texas was on display on the 66-yard touchdown run. And then even though he didn't run it as much or as effectively in the second half when he was you know, the guy taking all the snaps, it opened so many things up for the next guy that we're going to give a game ball to, and that's Kennedy Brooks. Dude was Kennedy Brooks. He just kept plugging away 25 carries over 200 yards, rushing two touchdowns, scored Oklahoma's last two touchdowns of the game, was everything that you need a senior to be on a day like that when you're going to have to score to get back in the game and you can't completely abandon the running game because it really puts your freshman quarterback in a bind. Kennedy Brooks was making plays after plays after plays. He had five runs of more than 15 yards. He had six of more than 10. Just dynamic. He averaged more than seven yards per attempt after contact. Seven yards per attempt after contact. That's ridiculous. Now, I had the big, big run um, that helped kind of get the running game going. Uh, But what they did at the end of the game um, was just incredible to be able to get the the go-ahead score after the Caleb Kelly um, strip fumble recovery and then get the game winner as they're trying to set up for a field goal and just left no doubt that Oklahoma ended up being the best team on the field that day. It, it didn't start off that way in the first half, but by the as the second half went along, Oklahoma proved that they were the better team on that day. And those two, you know, those two runs aren't possible unless you have glue guys. Here we are again, uh, making the plays that need to be made in clutch situations. Drake Stoops, Jaden Hazelwood, Braden Willis doing the dirty work, helping the offensive line get out to the second level and allowing Kennedy Brooks to make those touchdown runs. I mean, he is touched. I mean, he, he's definitely having to make his own plays at the line of scrimmage, but once he gets to the second level, nobody can touch him. I mean, Texas didn't have an answer at the second level because of the work that Braden Willis, Jaden Hazelwood and Drake Stoops were doing in the blocking. And I got to, you also got to give a shout out to the offensive line. They really stepped up. They played one of their better games of the season. Now, Texas's run defense isn't very good. I think they coming into the game, they were in like 94th, uh, but Oklahoma, they took advantage. And especially in the second half, they were just absolutely dynamic on the ground. And uh, Marvin Mims, Marvin Mims is another guy that just, showed that he is that player. I mean, remember when we were concerned that Marvin Mims wasn't getting enough opportunities? And uh, I mean, that was a right, rightful concern. I mean, you got to get the guy the ball. And credit to Caleb Williams for at times just heaving it up there and letting Marvin Mims go make a play because Marvin Mims made those plays. And uh, man, that that uh, touchdown where he caught it and he's barely in bounds, that's, that's one of those plays that's going to live on in the minds of of Sooner fans and Sooner alumni for years and years to come, because one, it's going to show up in highlight videos from now until eternity, probably. Uh, Annie Hansen in the media department is going to have a a great time keeping that one in the, in the rotation for highlight highlight videos, especially when it comes to OU Texas, because that's just one of those plays that, you know, it's, it's like Superman. I mean, it was a different play, but Marvin Mims laid out like Superman to make that catch. And he was marvelous once again. So, Oh, and then finally, I got to give one more, got to give one more game ball. And that's our guy, Jeremiah Hall, who was uh, second on the team in receiving on Saturday, just again, doing everything that you ask him to do and doing it. Well, another glue guy just does the dirty work and 
um, makes teams pay for forgetting about him sometimes. It, it, it sometimes for, it, it baffles me that he can be as good as he is, as consistently good as he is, and yet teams still forget to 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 cover him. Um, you know, it, it's it's so fun to watch him make plays. I, I don't know why, and I think some of it is just like he's just a joy. Like he's a joy on the field. He's a joy in interviews. You know, you, you go look at the the podcast on the prairie, and you know him and Braden Willis just have a really good time doing that show and so you just root for those guys to, to have a lot of success and so big shout out to jeremiah hall uh for for his success as well um what a game that that was so fun to watch and and um it, it's going to be one of those that yeah it was like heart-wrenching for the first you know 30 minutes of the football game but the last 30 minutes was just absolutely an absolute joy it was so much fun and you know texas the they played a great game. They're going to be a team to contend with. I, I'm not going to say that they're back, but I mean, that's going to be a team that is on the rise and that's going to be one that we're going to have to continue to watch for because Steve Sarkeesian is building something there. And it's, it's going to be a threat to Oklahoma for however long they're in the big 12. And it's just going to make the sec all that more interesting when the two teams uh, move on over there. Uh, but coming up next, got our, our guy, Steven Simcox from the locked on horned frogs podcast. We're going to do a little bit of a crossover show. Our, our times, our schedule got a little bit constrained this week. Um, and so only got one segment for the crossover, but he's going to give us some good insight as to uh, what to look for with TCU as the Oklahoma Sooners and the horned frogs get ready to square off on Saturday. Uh, but first, let me talk to you about Rock Auto. Rock Auto is the family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for more than 20 years. They have everything you need from brake lamps to tail. They have everything you need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Prices are always reliably low for every customer from the do-it-yourselfer to the professional mechanic. Why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership when you can go to rockauto.com and save. So go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. It is back and better than ever with all eyes fixed on the gridiron as the NFL and college football are in the midst of another great football season. BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this year. The new and updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using our promo code LOCKEDON. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. Okay, welcome into Locked On Horn Trogs and also uh, Locked On Sooner, the special crossover segment here with our, our pal John Williams. This is fun. You know, we don't get, uh, there's not, unfortunately, there's not a ton of Big 12 Locked On hosts. We, we need a right. few more. So, um, it, it's it's kind of rare to get a week where we have two teams matching up, but OU and, and TCU matching up the Saturday night on ABC, um, getting the the prime treatment with Kirk Herbstreet and that crew, and John OU coming off that emotional win against Texas, 
Um, so the quarterback situation, I know Oklahoma fans have been kind of clamoring for this. Uh, it came to fruition. Caleb Williams got out there. He looked really good. Lincoln Riley in his press conference today was noncommittal about what they're going to do going forward. But what, what do you think is most likely as far as this upcoming game, if, if they split snaps or um, who, who ends up starting on Saturday night? Yeah, the other thing that Riley mentioned in his press conference today was that he really doesn't want to play two quarterbacks. He's, he thinks it just messes with the rhythm and the timing a little bit too much with the offense. So I, I anticipate it's going to be Caleb Williams. I don't think you can look at what he did on Saturday – the, the way that the team responded to him being in the game uh, and, and then change and go back to Spencer Rattler. I, I think the body language that Spencer Rattler showed on Saturday combined with the, the ability that Caleb Williams showed behind the same offensive line with the same wide receivers, it, it just, it was a totally different football team. And I think Lincoln Riley is kind of holding things close to the chest for two reasons. One, he doesn't ever let any information go that he doesn't have to. And two, out of respect for Spencer Rattler, he's just trying to like at least make it look like it's a competition this week, even if he's already if, even if he already knows where he's going at the quarterback position. How do you view this team? It, it feels early, but I mean we're we're basically halfway through the season now. Crazy, and it is. I think going into the Texas game, everyone thought this is maybe the most vulnerable Oklahoma's looked in a while. Uh, but that being said, they just beat the team that most people seem to think was either second or first, if you were kind of power ranking everybody. And they did it with a true freshman quarterback and a, a pretty emotional comeback. Um, so do you feel like the the thoughts about the vulnerability were a little overblown? Do you see some weaknesses that Big 12 teams can attack? How, how do you see kind of their reign of supremacy continuing this year? Yeah, I think – what we've seen from Oklahoma is kind of what they are through six games. You know, they're a team that can make plays defensively, but they also miss a lot of tackles. I mean, they missed 12 on the, on Saturday against Texas, 15 the week before against Kansas state. Uh, you know, they've got some good talent in the secondary, but they're a little bit banged up. Woody Washington's been out. They've, they're missing uh, Latrell McCutcheon at times. They've been missing uh, Jeremiah Cordell, Darren and Turner yell isn't necessarily hundred percent. And so they've, they've had some issues in there, you know, offensively they've been inconsistent. Uh, it got a lot better when Caleb Williams came into the ball game, and I think his ability to run uh, and even just threaten the defense with the run makes them a, a much more difficult offense to stop because it just adds one extra element that the defense has to think about. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, they've won every single way in, in this season. You know, against Tulane, they held on at the end as Tulane rallied. You know, they had a big blowout against FCS Western Carolina, uh, won several close games in a row after that. You know, they had to, to come back and, and – win in the last seconds against West Virginia. Um, and then they had this huge comeback against Texas. And so I, it just seems like they're a team that is going to win ugly at times. And that's okay. As long as you continue to win, I think, you know, the one positive aspect from this is you can see that this is a team that's resilient and they're going to continue to fight hard regardless of what the score or the situation is. And, and I'll throw one more at you and then we can kind of trade off here, but uh, defensively, you know, they, they basically – the defense kind of won the West Virginia game for them in a lot of ways. Uh, seemed to settle in against Texas. But talking about that pass rush specifically, um, is, this, is this kind of a sign of them taking the next step? That maybe I'm off here, but you could argue that that might be 
the best unit on the team. Like that position group has done a really good job. Um, is this the year where you're, you're finally starting to see some of that emphasis on defense click for Alex Grinch and company? Yeah, 100%. I think this is a defense that is predicated off of that front. You know, Jalen Redmond, Nick Bonito, even a guy like Ethan Downs, who's a, a true freshman. You got Reggie Grimes that's playing considerable snaps. They're, they're missing Jalen Redmond. It's Perry on Winfrey that's been huge for him the last couple of games. But yeah, it, it is their best unit on the team. And they've been productive. They've been effective. You know, at times, teams are able to, to negate the pass rush by getting the ball out quickly. Uh, but they just keep going. They keep coming at you. And it's, you know, I, I failed to mention Isaiah Thomas. I mean, he's probably one of the most underrated players on the team, but all he does is just come up with big plays. And that, that's going to be the, the key, I think, for TCU on Saturday is how well can they slow them down and can Max Duggan find some space. And, and that's kind of where I want to start with you. Uh, you know, it's been kind of an up and down season for TCU. What did they find against Texas Tech that really helped them to click offensively? Well, it was that running game. You know, they only threw the ball 10 times. Yeah. Um, they, they finally got the ball to Zach Evans on a more consistent basis, even though he left after halftime. He was a little banged up. Uh, but, yeah, you know, they've run the ball well all year. They got two really good backs in Zach Evans and Kendra Miller. Uh, this offensive line, I wouldn't say they're great, but I think they do better firing off the ball and kind of getting, you know, downhill rather than being in pass sets. And when, when Max was asked to throw, he was very efficient. So, um, that's something they can base their offense on this week. I don't think they're going to run the ball, you know, 40 times and throw the ball 10 times and beat Oklahoma. If they do, uh, then I'll, I'll be pretty shocked. So you're going to have to throw the ball more. Um, <laughs> Gary Patterson today kind of dropped a bomb that Zach Evans, Quentin Johnson, and Max Duggan, Max Duggan are all questionable. Um, my, my read on that, John, is that – uh, he is, I guess, throwing some some crap against the wall because Lincoln Riley did not name a starting quarterback yeah. today or on Monday, whenever his press conference was. Uh, but if if any of those guys are not available to play, I think Quentin Johnson would be the most likely that would not play, and that's a pretty big hit for getting those big plays down the field because those are um, and really dug in more with his legs and his arm. But those are the guys that you're like, oh, these are players that can stack up athletically with what Oklahoma is putting, you know, on the field at, at those skill positions. And then tell me what's going on with TCU's defense, because that's, I mean, that's Gary Patterson's bread and butter. It's the thing that helped TCU kind of rise to national prominence. What's going on in 2021 that's had them so inconsistent? Well, they're, they're you know, they're really struggling on the interior defensive line. Corey Bethley, who's a senior, he's been out, um, which I think has hurt them. And, you know, the, the secondary, too, I I said all offseason, I, I feel really stupid now, but I really thought this corner position would be their biggest strength. And, and Travis Hodges Tomlinson has done a nice job. But Noah Daniels, I don't exactly know what's going on with him. Um, he just hasn't been available very often, which is unfortunate because I think he's an NFL caliber corner, you know, if he's ready and focused. Uh, I would expect him to try to go on Saturday. Um, but then behind those two guys, they just really don't have a lot of depth. And, you know, the, the thing that's out the most is the, the poor tackling. And that's, I mean, that's fundamental football. I don't have a great explanation for why that's failing. You would think regardless of the talent they have, that's something that Gary Patterson would have uh, locked in. But teams have found that if they get the ball, the playmakers in space, um, they can make things happen. And even against Tech, they scored 10 points in the first half. 
and, and some of it was in garbage time, but they ended up with 31, you know, and the only team they've held under 30 points this year is Duquesne so far. So uh, it's a real problem. And, and I think even with the inconsistencies on offense, the defense is the more glaring issue right now. Well, it's going to be a lot of fun. I think both teams are probably really looking forward to this matchup on Saturday night in prime time. It should be a, a really good time in Norman. Steven, it's always a blast chatting it up with you, man. Yeah, this was fun, John. Yeah, Locked On Horn Frogs, Locked On Sooners. Uh, we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.